guys, this is the first day of 2022. And yes, Raven, Sean from Raven Invest and I are here to today comp trading platforms. Uh, Sean, I want to start off uh, talking about the differences between Starstock and ComC and eBay and my slabs because I'm sitting here. I've got over 1,200 cards in my Starstock inventory that I've only sold five of this entire season. So I think right mm. off the bat, that's like the elephant in the room starting out this new year. Like, what do we what do we do with Starstock? Um, and I, and I want to shout you out because I think that from what I've seen, and I'm excited for you to share this with everybody, that you've been literally taking advantage of Starstock in a specific way. And it almost, it seems like it comes naturally to you because you're outside of the United States. So you are forced to look at all these different trading platforms and kind of use them against mm -hmm. each other. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then, you know, I've said it a few times in the Discord. If I lived in the U.S., I would be just absolutely just pillaging all these different sites and and taking advantage of the all the arbitrage on between the different sites and uh, the different platforms and the way that they're set up and stuff like that. Um, there's lots of lots of stuff, and that's that's an easy way to make money. Just like in 2020, where people were sending junk wax and cheap cards to get. Uh, graded and flip them for money using these platforms against each other um, is, is a way it's a way to make a, a lot of money um, the problem with me is I have to I have to keep my cards in the US I can't send them home to me which adds in more fees and more steps and and things like that so it's a it's a lot um, I have to do it and and with me also doing the the, the, the lower end card the base cards and uh, uh, the not the higher end autos and things like that um, I have to group my cards together uh, to be able to sell them and absorb the fees on eBay. But for me right now, Starstock is an absolute gold mine for raw cards. And basically to me, the, the, the Starstock bees are, are the, the equivalent to a raw card of what you would buy on eBay, right? The stuff on eBay is not perfect. It's, you know, if you want a perfect card, buy a graded card, right? Raw is raw. Raw, we take the best we can look at it we're not you know we're not professional graders so we we do the best we can but right now um i mean star stock bees are going for 25 percent of the raw price if not low if not more mm. you know like they're they're just absolutely and all i'm doing is is just putting in offers and just sit and wait and i've probably bought 300 cards on star stock uh, all star stock bees um in the last i don't know two months three months and i mean i have like 300 now i think i'm at 300 active offers on on star stock for cards and i just put in the, the an offer if so i love card i love when they when they have no offers on them like see all those one dollar cheap those those are probably a lot of mine and people just <laughs> after a while like um you know they just okay i don't want this card anymore i'll just take whatever i can get for it whatever the case may be you know um one one thing that you've talked about a lot where where uh, star stocks downfall is they're not um, not integrated in any way with ebay mm. right and that that takes a lot of uh um, eyeballs off um 
your card because even even though Com C is not 100% integrated with eBay as much as as you would like, um, it it does give you an option. It does you do have some of your cards that are for sale um, in their store on eBay. So for a person like me who has like a 30 rating on there, it's it's a little bit easier to sell a Com C because at least they have a higher rating, you know. Um, and I hear a lot of guys, make sure you check the rating of the person that's selling. Well, with people with low ratings like that, it's hard to kind of get into that. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing, too, I think that that's really hurt Starstock is the way that they, you know, I, I understand why they 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 tried to do it uh, with the Starstock A and Starstock B. But really, they limited the Starstock A's to only be valuable on their site. Right? Because... You're going to pay a premium for a star stock a because it's it's been verified as a as a higher quality raw card but if you take that star stock a off there and try and sell that for the same price in ebay you're probably not going to get it because the fact that you write star stock a in the title is not gonna i i don't think maybe maybe you know maybe i'm wrong but i don't think that that's going to draw on people to say oh that's a that's a great card because Really, anybody could write that, right? What's what's the proof that this was a star stock A? There's no yeah, proof. Yeah, it's, right? it's an arbitrary so, grading process. For for me to to for sites to be successful, they need to have a, a flow of cards coming in, cards going out, and cards being traded on the site. Well, right now, star stock doesn't have a lot of trading on the site. It's probably got a lot of people pulling stuff off, and probably not a lot of people sending stuff on um i i gonna uh, for for me to what i'm gonna use star stock for is because i can't visually ever i'm never gonna touch a lot of my cards that i'm gonna buy and sell i'm never gonna have them in my hand i'm never gonna be able to thoroughly look over them so my plan is to have things that i buy from ebay and uh com c sent over to star stock It'll cost me $25 to load it on, but then they will they will have a third party. Like a, it's basically like a cheap kind of pre-grading service. Right? Anything that I think that I might want to grade, I'll send to them. They'll charge me 25 cents to load it on the site and they'll give it an A or a B. If it gets an A, then I know it's 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 got a good shot to be graded good, and I'll proceed with grading with it. If it doesn't, then I'll take it as a B and I'll either resell it in a lot on eBay or send it back over to Com C. But I mean, I, I, and I see Starstock introduce this new um, uh, cash advance thing. Um, that that sounds like, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, cash advance on your auctions. If for a card that's valued at $250 or more, they have to approve it, but they will give you up to a 70% cash advance before you even sell the card in an auction. So that, that, that's a huge, and I think that's a huge risk on their part. They're trying to get people interested in their auctions and come and sell their cards and come back to the platform. But I think the, the two things that we've really brought out are the fact that their high value cards are only valuable on their site. Like their star stock A's only carry that high value on their site. Um, and the fact that they don't have any kind of eBay integration, right? And 
I'm not mm. sure if it was if, who it was. It might have been even you a while back. Somebody did a breakdown on the user, the difference between the users. And it was like uh, Starstock had like a million, ComC had like 8 million, and eBay had like 800 million users. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, like it was. So, you know, the thing, the thing that's good, uh, these sites are the, the especially the, the Com C. I mean, I, I, I exclusively am selling on, like I, I try to sell stuff on Starstock and I've sold a few things, but I'm not really actively selling. Um, I'm just strictly buying up, putting in offers and waiting for them to come in on bees. And, you know, when people get tired of the card or whatever, I mean, I've, I've shared some of the, the deals that I've gotten. I know there were, a lot of them are only base cards, but I mean, uh, if you can buy a base card for 15 cents, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that I can sell it and make money on it. I'm not going to retire or anything like that off it, but you know, I can sell it and make money. So, yeah, you've yeah. been the, you've been the proof, man. You've been the proof. You showed me the actual results from being able to buy low on base cards and sell them for a profit. And part of it is like, Hey, I'm not just going to pigeonhole myself on Com C. I'm going to go to Starsock. I'm going to go to Beckett Marketplace. I'm going to go to any website that's that's uh, selling football cards online and see if they've mm -hmm. got deals. And specifically, you've been able to capitalize big time on buying Starstock Bs, which we've talked about, have that arbitrary grading process. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we talked to their CEO. They spend a couple seconds on it. In good light, they're not using magnifying glasses and professional grading techniques. I'm sure their guys have built, you know, uh, experience after looking mm -hmm. at thousands of cards. But it's still, it's not. They're not spending more than a few seconds per card because mm -hmm. their fees are so low. They're 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 yeah. charging very little to upload cards, and they're also not. I think this is the biggest thing, Sean. They're not putting real pictures of cards to back their listings like com c uh, and, and the ebay the ebay is is another huge thing because the amount of users mm -hmm. yeah for sure for sure that that that's yeah another reason why you can't actually see the card that you're buying you know um now com c i i use com c a lot and i talk about it a lot in the discord and and, and i i mean it's a great platform for me for my situation but it's by means not perfect um, I've seen cards on there that they've, uh, whether it be by mistake or whether it be on purpose, um, but they've used uh, the same picture for a card. I've seen cards with the same serial number on them. So both picture, one says it's, you know, 15 of 30 and the other one says it's 20 of 30 and they're both pictures of 15. Um, there was a weird anomaly um Henry Ruggs Don Russ card on Com C, I think it was. His card, if you pull it up, it's got like a little flame in the corner of it, and it's got it on every single card. So they, uh, unless their their scanner was busted that day, or there was something specific, and they rescanned every Henry Ruggs card with a broken scanner or something, every Henry Ruggs card. Uh, Don Russ, based on Russ, has a little flame picture or had it a, a flame picture at a point. I think I pointed out in one of my older videos there. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, Com C's fees are a little bit higher uh, with like 
taking money out. It costs you a little bit of money to take money out and things like that. So they have their downfalls, but but they're for me one hundred percent. Their um, uh, user graphic user interface is is by far I, I think blows eBay and Starstock out of the water. Mm. Um, if eBay could get some sort of uh, kind of format that that Comp C similar to Comp C where they have like a filtering kind of thing. Um, like I had mentioned that before, like, and I, I wish I had got it ready. Um, I didn't get it ready for the show. It was, it was a perfect point to illustrate why, uh, eBay is so hard to get, uh, correct sales information off. And it was strictly, it was, a it was in a, and it came from one of the, um, uh, the, the SCI app. I don't know if that's different than the money, the money movers or not, how different the data is in it. But there was a, a card there that was a hollow and it was sold or sorry, it was a pulsar and it was sold for $5 and the rest of the cards were sold for like a dollar or two in the, in the recent sales. And you could see in the chart that it included that $5 pulsar in the base cards chart. So it gave it an incorrect uh, um, index as an increase because it wasn't, it was picking up an incorrect card um that either the uh and it said it right in the title so it shouldn't have like it it should have uh you know been noticed or you know but that's the thing i had mentioned before to you about how it's hard to um get the sales information from ebay because of the listing the way that they allow the users to create the listing but if ebay was to adopt some sort of pre-list of cards where the the user would have to choose that card then that would that was you know i mean you still gotta you still gotta trust them to upload the picture and stuff like that but i think that would make it a lot better and it would make it um at least a a better to track it you know because i'm a little bit nervous you know to to look at ebay stuff because you gotta you gotta Go look at every single card to figure out like you can scan over what you're scanning over now but to truly honestly get you've got to look at the card make sure it's the proper card make sure it's not a, a an insert or a um you know a colored version of something that somebody mistakenly um you know like um uh steve showed i think it was steve showed me the other night it was like a a dragon scale and the guy had it listed as a you know a white prism and you know it was and it was a steal he got it for an absolute steal you know what i mean um and that's all because he listed it completely wrong you know yeah. you had it with the you had it with the Tannehill, where the guy listed the Tannehill wrong gave you the that listed the wrong completely wrong art mm. you know it can be tough and sometimes man and it, it is tough and that's why i'm saying like it would make it a lot easier for people on ebay if they had some sort of predefined list that they would just okay find my card it's this year it's this set it's this number check mark it and it fills in the title for you and and, i mean it's obviously going to be quite a bit to for ebay to put that together but i think you would cut down on a lot of the mistakes um on ebay you would uh cut down a lot of the sales because people are you know i mean people are still going to scam you i mean as long as there's ability to make money people will scam you 
that's another good thing about doing base cards. Not a lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, uh, faking base cards. So at least I know the base cards that I'm buying are legit. They're not, they're not fake. <laughs> Unless you know? it's Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yes, yes. <laughs> or, but, or Aaron Rodgers, too. <laughs> okay. I, I, I consider myself a pretty, pretty intelligent guy. And if I'm buying for what I pay for cards, a Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady rookie, and I think it's real, then then something's wrong. I've I've lost my my marbles or something. <laughs> <laughs> because you know that if you know my my dad always taught me that thing. You know if it's if it's too good to be true, it usually is, which is unfortunately sticks in my head and makes me like double check a lot of stuff. Like, am I am I looking at that right? Is that is why am I seeing it with my own eye? Kind of thing. I see you looking at some some MVP there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking. I'm just comparing different platforms. I compared Matt Stafford against all the platforms, relatively uh, even across the board, except yeah. I have seen a couple, you know, auctions and deals go on eBay lower than Starstock and Com C. It's kind yeah. of the nature of the beast. Um, yeah. But I'm, and it's kind of led me looking at these Mitchell Trubisky's because he was the most traded guy on Starstock um today and it was yeah. basically a bunch of a's and b's this is, this is the most traded guy with six transactions you know and you look at ebay yeah. you probably have like a thousand on joe burrow mm -hmm. you know but look at look at the difference between the price 41 cents and four dollars like that's a monster gap between between those cards you know what i mean and that's what kills them is because you can't go out and like you're gonna go out and try that, sell that Mitch Trubisky for for four bucks. Maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't. But I can guarantee, if you buy it at fifteen cents or whatever, forty-one cents, you're gonna be able to sell it a lot easier, right? That Starstock A is not gonna give it any value anywhere else except for Starstock A. You know? Yeah, yeah I, got and I was buying them back in March for seventy-five cents a piece. These Starstock Bs. But I think if, even if so, if I had all these Starstock bees received home to me, you know, yeah. and listed five, 10, 15, 20, a lot of 20 Mitchell Trubisky's um, raw rated rookie based on us on eBay, yeah. I, I think that I could get, you know, at least 30 to $50 for him for that entire Absolutely. lot of 20. I'm, I'm betting and, and I'm betting on that's what it's going to be because that's the stuff, kind of stuff I'm going to be sending. That's the thing. And actually, I would I would like at one episode for us to go through, um, say, go through my star stock and my con C and, and pick out a lot that we can try and sell on eBay that I'll, I'll package up, send over to ship my cards listed on eBay as a lot. And, you know, and, and go from there and see if it sells, see if we can put together a lot that, you know, I, you know, I had some ideas of putting together like uh, lots for playoff teams, you know, you know, you know, get a bunch of Cardinals rookies together and throw them in a lot or get a bunch of Bucks rookies and throw them in a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that um, I think Starstock has turned into more of a buying platform, kind of like Beckett marketplace. You know, you don't see actual pictures. Yeah. You have to take their word for it, but you can find great deals on basically lots of cards. Now consolidated shipping. It's very become yeah. very similar to Beckett marketplace. And then you get those and you're like, all right, this is actually a pretty good looking card, you know, even though it be yeah. because we, you know, when Starstock did their grading, <laughs> it was like, all right, 
there was a, a sizable, a significant amount of star stock bees that graded nines and tens that um, mm. that they were not ex- maybe not expecting, uh, you know, and and so it was mm. like, okay, well, there's, there's a course when they're spending that little time on something without the eye of a PSA or SGC or BGS greater then yeah there it's going to be hard to you know find these little surface issues and stuff and, and so i think it, so, it's it yeah it's it's also really subjective too right because each grader is going to have their own preferences their own tolerances you know um i'm a big i'm a big proponent of they should have like they have for uh card dealers and um you know, blackjack dealers and poker dealers in Vegas, they have to go to school. They have to have like a certificate. You know, I, I think, you know, that would be a good way to standardize the grading. So a nine from BGS is a nine from PSA, you know, give or take maybe, but I guess uh, maybe, maybe I'm dreaming, but you know, that would be, you know, and there's another industry open up. There's a PSA grading score, you know, is let me let me ask you sean is there a way for me to to see what was like the recently sold cards on com c recently sold no No. you can see what was just added uh but you can't see what was sold as a like a whole kind of thing what what's their turnaround time like right now if i were to mail cards to them today how quickly do they get them on the site uh on the site if i'm going from ebay to them um it's probably i think the most it's been has been a week for me that's from them receiving the card to get it loaded onto the site wow sometimes it's uh four or five days they usually have a two-week period that they give you right at the beginning and say this is when it's going to be evaluated well actually if you want um i might have to do some switching fantastic man because i remember when i first got into the hobby that was a big reason why i shifted to star stock we're talking summer of 2020 is because the com c was taking a couple months at that point to get cards lift uh listed onto their site and star stock was like boom 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 they were also a startup so it's 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 awesome to see them uh rectify that issue and get to a really good upload time at the same time it's like we're not only getting a now good upload time to match star stock yes we have a little bit a higher fee but we are uploading actual pictures of the cards so you can see a, the actual scan mm-hmm. the actual card that you would receive every single time plus it's any card plus we have an api with ebay to where people from ebay can buy cards through com c it's like why why you know, the only reason to go to Starstock is like, oh man, I'm, but I'm investing in base cards. I'm investing in really <laughs> entry level cards, and the fees cut into my profits a lot. Mm. But it, if it's like, yeah, but you're not going to sell any cards on Starstock. It's like because you know the even the people that have been buying, investing in base cards, they're they're now just hunting Starstock for these nickel and dime like dumpster. Uh, diving type mm-hmm. of deals and then pulling them off and putting them on other platforms. So there's not yep. like that, that flipping, like I literally, I made $5,000 in profit on star stock yep. in 2020 and, and that, off of and, 
like base right. cards. And yeah. then in 2021, I barely sold 10 cards. It's that big of a difference. And that, you know, and that's, and that's what I think a lot of people got stuck on, on Starstock was they wanted to do that, that whole day trading thing. You know what I mean? Like you buy a card early in the week and you think he's going to have a good week and you rip it off on Starstock at the end of the week when he has a good week or something. It just, it, it, you know, the instant sales are definitely greater on eBay than the other two platforms. You have a better chance of selling your card on the other platforms. Um, you can sell, I mean, you can sell cards on Calm C. Um, I mean, I, I've I've sold 486 cards this year on Calm C. That was my, I tried to get 500 by the end of the year, but I didn't make it. So my mm -hmm. final total was 486 cards on Calm C in 2021. So you can sell cards there, but you need to, you're not going to sell enough to be able to um, hit that big time kind of thing. You know, like you're not going to be able to where you're just money coming in, you're selling tons of cards, you know, um, you're not going to make it like 2020 anymore on Com C, right? Or 20, yeah, 2020 was, I mean, you could sell, you know, a Giants card to a Jets fan, right? <laughs> right like that's that's the way it was that and that's why people are you know a lot of people are on that base cards are dead no base cards are not dead they're just not going to yeah. sell for 200 dollars anymore you know like you're not yeah, going to get they're not the gold standard they're no. not the currency <laughs> that the that player is is judged on you know it's mm. it's now it's now a free-for-all it's and um i've talked to several people and this you really do have to invest like a collector now you know, and and yeah, what right. collectors collectors are looking for things that are nice for their collection. So sometimes mm -hmm. it is a base card, but yes, they also want the color match parallel. They want the autograph card. They want it serial numbered. You know, they want yep. uh, something with scarcity, rarity, maybe something from a specific event, not even necessarily a rookie card. So there's mm -hmm. like it is is opens up the possibilities, and there still is a ton of, of profit to be made in the market. You just have to be a lot savvier, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you're yeah, still I flipping mean, base cards. You're just not going to, you know, it's it's not going to be, a, you'd have to do it at the scale like Burbank cards to be able to make a, a living off base card. You know, like um, I think once I get on eBay, um, I, I'm going to be good. Once I get that kind of flowing of getting on eBay and um, putting these lots together and getting them sent over and, you know, I'm just because of my first one, I'm putting the money out there. I need to, you know, I, I'm being a little picky on what I send. Uh, or maybe I'll send this. And then I think, oh, maybe I'll, you know, send this because I can't send everything. Right. I got to send a little bit at a time until I start getting some money back. And because I have to put the fees up front. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I may have to pay 30 or 40 dollars to get all these cards in position to sell on eBay. And if I don't sell them, then they're they're stuck there. You know what I mean? So. I'm working. I, I think it's going to work. I'm, I'm confident it's just going to work. I'm just being a little bit hesitant because it's my first one. You know, same thing with the Com C auctions. You know, I was, um, you know, I, I started on eBay. I was strictly started just on Com C. Then I did a little bit of Star Stock. And then as I started to, you know, see everybody getting these great eBay auctions and stuff, okay, you know, I started to pick and choose a little bit um, because I have to, because I get everything shipped to Com C, there's a dollar fee on top of that. For every card plus there's a two dollar so i'm looking at minimum for one card it's three dollars plus shipping plus the card so i had to be mm. very picky 
And then I started to go on Com C and get their auctions where I could pay right out of my Com C credit. It transfers right into my account. It costs me a quarter to ship it. That, that's my shipping cost is a quarter. You know, it's I think it's a dollar for graded cards, but it's 25 cents, right? So that that makes it, you know, where I can pick up my level of cards and I'm not getting hurt on the, on the back end by the fees, right? Because by the time I buy a $3 card, it's now I'm now seven or $8 into it. Now for me to make any money, I've got to sell it at $15, $16. And well, maybe I can't sell a card that, I, you know, I'm asking that $4 card to now be quadrupled right away, you know? So, but with the eBay, with the eBay integration and Com C, it works great for me because I just put it right in my account and I save mm. quite a bit, but they limit, they limit the cards that they, you know, there's not as many auctions on Com C through Com C as there is on eBay itself. Um, but I just saw today that they extended the no minimum fee uh, till the end of January. So now you're going to see still continue to see a lot of those lower end cards because they 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 don't take a minimum fee now. So people are are throwing up uh, cards, base cards now in auctions for 99 cents. And, you know, some of them are, you know, they're 60 cents to buy in the Com C and their their 99 cent auctions are selling. You know, so people are making, you know, on, on, on eBay. So they just extended that. So that's pretty. I may take a look at no. But the problem oh, is they don't. Fantastic. Yeah. So like you can, there. Basically, what they did was there's a normally a three dollar and fifty cent minimum uh, fee for eBay. So if it's under three fifty, you pay three fifty. If it's over three fifty, you pay the fee, and I think it's like three and a half percent or whatever. So for the month of December, they knocked that three fifty fee, so you only pay the three and a half percent. So if you sell it for a dollar, you pay 35 cents in the fee, right? Or sorry, three and a half cents fee. But normally they had the 350 minimum. So if you sell a 99 cent card, you're paying 350 in fees minimum, right? So now they've knocked that fee off. So, so, so for example, this card that I'm looking at showing on my yep. screen right now, an optic. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson PSA nine is actually in auction on Com C, but it's also yeah. in auction on eBay. Yeah, and you have to actually bid it on eBay. You can't. You don't bid. So it when I click site. place bid, ah, now yeah. it takes me to yeah. eBay and then fulfilled by Com C. And then what? What happens is once you win the auction, you have to link your Com C and your eBay name together. Once you've linked them together, you just go to your Com C auctions one page uh there's like in in your dashboard there's like an auctions one you go there and it lists all your auctions and you can just pay them with your store credit you can pay them with credit card you can right so if you go to your dashboard and you go to the very top on your left right there auctions one and you click on it and you scroll you don't have a, anything so you have to uh -huh. link to ebay right and then once you've won that auction within two minutes it pops up in the list under there and then you can choose how you want to pay for it. And it goes directly right into your Com C inventory. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. So if I wanted to say, take this rookie ticket auto Devin White and yep. send it to auction. Yep. You can do that. And it's, um, 
you, there's no, there's just, it's whatever the three profile, whatever there, there's no minimum fee on it. So whatever it's a, but they only do 99 cent, no reserves. So it's one of those things like, you know, you want to want to make sure that you're going to sell it. I wonder if there's a way on eBay to filter by com C auctions. Uh, you could go to their store. Ah, that's a good idea. I could uh, go, the, yeah, I could go uh, to into, the ComC store yeah. and then filter shop by category, collectibles. Um, hmm. Is there a way to you might, filter? You might by? have to, you might have to go into like, um, uh, go back to one of their listings. Yeah, just go into one of their their listing um scroll down i remember getting there's uh there's two options that they usually you get go to their store or see other off uh, other items uh-huh if you go to the see other items i believe that takes you to their other auctions uh see other items will take the yeah i think you clicked on the store though so if you go back one page and then click on the see other items yeah I think that gives you all their auctions. Oh, oh, there you go. And now, now I should be able to filter by football. Yeah, but you can do that right on their site too. Right, like that's, you can that's do it. True. I do it. I do it from the. And I find it just a little bit easier to filter down to kind of what you want. You know, this and that kind of thing. I just i I really love ComC's. Uh, uh, GUI like their interface so I think that's why that drew me a lot to to it I can look at cards um, in a groups I can look them in by sets I can look them by player and I can compare them really easy and things like that right so it's easy I, to me it's easier to find deals when I pull up a 2021 Don Russ sorted by the lowest price by rookie cards and then go through and then as soon as I can see okay that guy's you know, a defensive player, that guy's an offensive. Wait a minute, that guy's a starting wide receiver. What is he doing in the bottom, the first row kind of thing, right? So that that's kind of how I, I, a lot of times where I'll see deals where I'll go into the uh, sort of by lowest price, right? And then you'll scroll along and you'll see, you'll recognize players at certain levels. And then all of a sudden you'll hit like, wait a minute, Jalen Darden's there or uh, not Jalen uh, Waddle's there. You know what I mean? And he's not... He shouldn't be down this low, right? So that's now an indication that that card is selling for cheaper than him. It's right. It's just like a, it's just an eyeball thing. Like you just catch it. You know what I mean? Like it's easier to spot a guy when he's mixed in with a bunch of other, not as good players kind of thing. Right. See, I even go further and I go right into just the, the actual base. Like you've got all of the cards there. Is that a guy? Go. Was that a guy? Yeah, funny? that was a, a racing guy and then a boxing oh, okay, guy, yeah. UFC. Okay. Do, click on one of the football Don Russ. Doesn't matter, anyone. And then go up in the top, right under the com C symbol. That's top. Yeah, right there. And that give, that'll give you the base set. So if you, ah. if you, right, and then you just click the rookie card on the ta- on the on attributes. There you go. So that lists all the rookie cards for the base. That's all just the base. There's no inserts. There's no press booth blues. There's nothing. That's just base. So what I do is I like to scroll through there and I look at the names and got and right. Each of these guys 
you're going to have um, a level that they're on, right? Like you're going to have the top tier, you're going to have the middle tier and lower tier guys, right? So I scan through with my eye to see, hey, is there maybe a top tier guy that's on, you know, in the lower tiers? You know what I mean? And then you can even filter out raw cards and graded and auctions. And, you know, you can see what, what auctions are just for base 2021. You can see what are just buy it now. You can have them both, you know. So crazy. Mac Jones still selling for 2425. His yeah. best sale was on November 15th for $59 raw base and rated that, But see, that's not that may not even be the highest sale because that's the highest sale that somebody paid to get off the site. Ah. Right? So somebody came in and paid to ship that card off the site, and that was the highest sale. Go on, wow. and pick one. What's that one? I can't. It's a 27. Oh, this is uh, Justin yeah, Fields, Justin. base yeah. Donner's rated rookie. There's 57. Best oh, sale 57. on 1010 of 27.44. Now, another another thing that I really like, and this has helped me snag a bunch of deals. If you click on one of the cards, not one of the graded ones, but one of the, the raw ones there, just any one, it doesn't matter. Like Trevor Lawrence from 537. Sure. If you if you if you look on the left hand side, you're going to see a list of all the inserts, right? So though if those are all the inserts for the or the parallels for that particular card, oh. right? So this makes it really easy to pick out. You know, wait, this press proof blue is fifty cents, but this press proof red is ten dollars. Oh, there's a you know what's going on. It, it it allows you to things to stick out a little bit easier, and you can see where. Maybe some of the parallels are are underpriced compared to others, right? And those are the list of all the cards for sale. Now, the one thing you got to remember about that, with the guys with the brackets at the end of them have more than one card, but it only shows their first. So the guy, the second guy there has two cards, but that's only his first. So he may have one for that price and then have another one for $20, but it only shows the first one, right? Because otherwise you could have, 500 names there you know it'd be forever long yeah so but yeah. those are those are things that i use a lot in comp c to be able to snag the parallels this is I'm interesting to... sean the, the does this list right here of, of parallels and gray is this showing like with the lat dash through the dollars uh, amount does that mean it's sold out yes that means there's so, none of them so this is showing every single parallel then made for 2021 yep. donors. Yep. Exactly. Wow, yep. man. See that that's some this is actually really handy graphic user interface type of information. Exactly. That that's exactly what I'm yep. that's why I, I really like the Com C for stuff like that. You can't get that of uh, the similar and if you click on his name, it goes to all the Trevor Lawrence cards it'll it'll pick up. Right? So if you click on his names, it'll take you to a new page with all Trevor Lawrence cards. And then you can filter from there if you want. If you What's your to favorite filter? filter? By, what, my favorite filter is probably lowest price. Uh, I use recently added sometimes as well. I'll just go to uh, like all the football cards, click rookies, and then just go to recently added and just skim through and see what was added. Sometimes you'll get um, people that have uh, mislisted prices. You know, they want to put $15 and they put $1.50, you know, things like that. Um, I use a lot of, if I'm looking at a specific player or a set, I'll always sort by lowest price because that's what I, you know, that's my, my, how my eyes set up to pick these 
Like I'll, again, as I said, I'll scan through the list and I'll look at players. Okay. This player is a tier, uh, you know, a middle tier player, but he's price, he's now grouped in with the lower tiers. So that kind of, you know, catches my eye and I go in and check, okay, that, you know, that that's a good price of that card or that's on sale. Another thing to, to, uh, I like to do too, there's a, there's a filter that you can sort by highest percentage off, but I find it doesn't work as, as, as well as it, it you would think it should, um, because I've seen discrepancies in, 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 um, the percentages that are actually showing. So this is supposed to show like, um, Probably you're going to get a lot of the auctions up top because they're they're highly discounted off the price, right? So that's an auction. So if you click on the uh, scroll down a little bit and be the on the filter, there's a buy now li listing format, and you just do buy now, yeah. yeah, and that'll take out all the auctions. So, but the, listing them by this for some reason, it, maybe it was just the way I was looking at it or something like that, but it it didn't seem to sort it in an actual order of the highest percentage off but one thing that is very and i did this i posted this the other day in the discord i found two users that had 75 percent off sales oh wow so i went to their i went to their user showed all their cards and i posted it in the discord now a lot of people will tack 50 percent off their on their card and then sell it for 50 percent off Right. So it's the same. So it just draws attention because it's in a sale. But sometimes you actually get significant deals on it. So if I go in and look at a card that I'm looking at and I see that somebody's got a 70 percent off, I'll click on their username, go look at what else they have for 70 percent off because they could have some some discounts and some stuff. Does Com C still um the sales leaders for the platform yep i used to think that's that was really there. cool yeah I, I i hope to be on there one day that's that's a goal of mine so if you go to the browse uh yeah and then they go to it's on the last row i think there's top sellers uh, and buyers yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know what? The, there's uh, three or four users that I have a lot of interactions for. I buy cards for them. They buy cards for me. They have, you know, some of them are the bigger, like uh, Card King Seventy is one guy that I'm constantly we're we're jockeying for positions. We're buying cards, and he's taking <laughs> cards from me, and I'm taking cards from him. You know, like um, there's been stuff where I've I've gone to put. $10 credit on my account to buy a card and I come back and he's already bought it and relisted it. So he's definitely a, uh, a competition guy for me. Card card King 70 is his name. I mean, look at, look at the total for sale. Biggest users, $44.7 million total consigned 114.2 million. This rookies and jerseys guy apparently has look, sold. But that, yeah, but, that's that's what they have for sale now, I think. But if you look okay. at a lot of these big guys, they're like cards they bought 10 years ago that just have never sold. They're still on their site. You know what I mean? Like I have like, I don't, I think I have like probably for sale, like cards that are for sale, about 1,700 cards on my ComC account. And they're all rookies. They're all active players. They're all, you know, one, two, three, Death chart, you know what I mean? Like, there's guys 
some of these guys that have the the big numbers, they have you know a lot of twenty fifteen cards that guys that are out of the league, you know, and things like that that are super super cheap. Yeah, I'm looking at guys that started in. I'm I'm seeing most of these guys have been on Com C for a hot minute. There there are yeah. a few guys that are up here like this uh, DJM 1979 that was back September yeah. 2020. And um, items for sale, 65,491. So it doesn't necessarily show us what he sold. It just says his total suggested That's retail price is $349,000. Yeah. But he could, I mean, he's the top six. He's the number six top seller on the website. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of, um, a lot of basketball yeah, I'm seeing. If you scroll down, you can you can sort by sport there. Oh, he's There's got eight thousand two hundred seven. But if you look at it, like it's a, a, a majority of them to me. Like people will buy these cards. Like these cards will sell eventually. Somebody's going to want. Like uh, there's thirty thousand Ravens cards on here, and I'm going through and I'm picking off the six cents, the five cent ones, the twenty cent ones. You know, when I'm you know when there's no cards to buy, and I feel like buying a couple cards, I'll buy some P- PC cards and stuff like that. But these cards will sell, but they may sit for four or five years before they sell, you know? So I think those numbers are a little bit, they they should do it more on a a monthly basis and stuff like that, you know? But I, I personally, I think I did pretty good for this year with, with 484, 486 sales on comp C. I'm I'm pretty happy with that for, um, for what I have. And I still have quite a bit to sell to sell off. So uh, I got to get working on that, but, yeah, but I that's don't a know, big like, goal for me to... in 2022 is is to be a much better Com C buyer seller. Yeah, it offers it's it, it can't be the only thing you do, and that's where I got stuck with for quite a, for the whole year. Basically, it can't you know, in order to to make some some good money, you need to be able to you know. Um, move stuff wherever it needs to be. And that's the one thing that we wanted to um, show in the tool. And now we have the ability now that I've, I've got quite a bit of it finished and I'm on the last couple of uh, steps here to to get it out to people. Is this going to show you the disparity between the different platforms, except for eBay, because we we can't work in eBay yet. And, um, but it's going to show you what's on comp C what's on star stock, you know, and you'll be able to see the disparity. What's the raw cards for? What's the the star stock bees? How how below raw are they selling right now? And things like that. And, you know. And I think too, as as we get further on, places like ComC will start to get more popular. Like to be honest with you, like I it blew my mind. I I did a raz on IG. Some guy had a uh, Lamar Don for and it was like four bucks for a raz or something like that. So I just entered it. And I sent the guy a message and said, "Hey, do you mind if I enter this? If do you mind if you send it to my Com C? It shouldn't be any deal, uh, any big deal for anybody, because it's no different than shipping to another address. But I just like to be at, to ask to make sure." And the guy comes back, "What's Com C? I've never heard of it before." You know, like, wow, really? <laughs> you know, like I've lived on this thing for like the last year, and you haven't even heard. There were some uh, some people in the Discord that hadn't heard, uh, heard of it as well. So I was happy to. Definitely happy to to chat about it and pass it along to them for sure, but you know that that that's one issue there that with Com C 
everybody knows what eBay is. You don't have to be a collector or investor. You, you uh, ordinary people know what eBay is, right? If people in the in the hobby don't even know where, what Com C or Starshock is doing, then you know that that's going to cut down on on their on their activity and stuff like that. So, no doubt, but, man. At this point, it's just slowly growing. You know, it's not. I don't think we're going to see any more big uh, booms like we saw the begin uh, twenty twenty, yeah. but now we but weeded out all that. those like you know uh, super uh, like impulsive people that were just in for the quick buck and now we're like on a steady growth pattern and it's been it's been good this year it's not been like it was in 2020 we're all just kind of getting adjusted to the new normal um speaking of which you've been doing some more salary cap research for 2022 right i have i i have yes we got a we had asked the last video for a couple suggestions for some teams and uh uh james had suggested in the discord uh a couple of the, a couple of teams for us to look at so i i thought i would take a look at, at uh, both the teams there uh, awesome man yeah i'm excited to see what you got and uh while you're doing that i'm gonna be over here on com c <laughs> looking up some cards <laughs> um yeah so we'll switch i didn't unfortunately i didn't uh get the pretty screens that i had put together last week but i've got the websites up and and um, we can go through it here. So the first team that he asked us to look at, one of them was the San Francisco 49ers. So if we if we look at the cap, oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, if you look at their cap situation for next year, it is not pretty, right? They've got 32 people under contract or 32 players on their contract with an estimated $12 million remaining. So they couldn't even sign uh, enough players players at a million dollars a year to fill the roster right now so they're 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 going to be looking for to um replace a lot of in-house guys right so that's that's when we start to look at they're not going to go out and sign big free agents they're not gonna you know they're going to get some guys in the draft and they're going to try and stick with what they they have right because they don't have that flexibility now, one thing that they can do, and if you can see over here, the, the great thing about over the cap, is it kind of gives you an idea if the team was to cut that player, what they're saving. So cutting or trading Jimmy Garoppolo saves them $25 million on the cap. So that, so I can almost guarantee wow. that Jimmy G, unless he restructures his contract for a very team-friendly, which I don't think he needs to do, I think he can play another another team, no problem. Um, but they're, they can't carry that $25 million next year. They can handle it this year. I don't, I'm not sure what his cap is this year, 23 million this year and 25 million next year. <clears throat> so, but they've got 20 roster spots to fill, right. And they're not going to be able to, and I know these guys, the, the teams are getting so, uh, good with their cap maneuvering and stuff like that, that they can, they can almost make any deal work. But the more stuff you rearrange and re- restructure, the you know it hurts you down the line. So, if we look at who we've got for the skill positions, so obviously that means Trey Lance is going to be. Looks like he's going to be the starting quarterback for next year for San Francisco. Mm. Now and he's getting to start this weekend, so we're going to get yes, a final yes, little yes. taste of him here mm-hmm. in in twenty twenty one. And I was telling people, guys. That Com C flip because 
we talking about the time it takes to get the card from ebay open it relist yeah. it um you're gonna you're, you don't have enough time if you just found out monday that jimmy g like or wednesday mm -hmm. that jimmy g's not gonna start and, and trey lance is gonna get to start and now we pretty much got to confirm trey lance is playing tomorrow it's like dude com c right now should be the place to go grab a couple right grab a couple mm -hmm. rated rookies and because they are yeah. they're cheaper than trevor lawrence justin fields why not i mean if he mm -hmm. falls out tomorrow with the san francisco 49ers in the hunt for the playoffs that's a nice little flip well, opportunity. And, and it actually it actually i would even look at it even further scenario if he comes in and doesn't play well this year right to me a guy coming in at the end of the year does and doesn't play well doesn't mean that he's not going to play well the next year like he hasn't been playing the, you know, like he, he's thrown into a situation. He hasn't been taking first reps all year. You know, he's still new. He's still learning. He's still, you know, he's going to go through, still go through those rookie bumps. But next year, he's going to have a full training cap. He's going to have team is his next year. So even if I would still even, even consider him, even if he doesn't play well to, to look, look at him for next year. Um, because he's going to have a better situation. And I, and I kind of, you know, point out, not that he did horrible there, um, but Lamar came in the last six years of his six games of his rookie year. Right. And he, he played well, he didn't play horribly, but they got bounced in the playoffs, but the next year he came back and had a, an amazing year had the MVP year. Now I'm not saying Trey Lance is necessarily yeah. going to come on and have an MVP next year, but if he doesn't play well, it doesn't mean that he's not going to play well next year. And if you like him as an athlete and you've looked at him and studied him, then I wouldn't be afraid to pick him up, even if he doesn't have a great year this year, as I said. Um, I'm, so I'm with you, man. We'll go back here. So I looked more kind of because of that situation with we know Trey Lance is going to be the starter. I looked at the skill positions. So they are losing a bunch of guys here that are, you know, Nothing to write. Like Mostert was uh, one of their starters there, I think, for a bit. But I, I don't think he's going to be – they're not going to bring him back at 30. Uh, Jeff Wilson, I think, was kind of like a fill-in guy. I don't think he was ever – you know. And that that leaves the two the two rookies there. Um, Trey Sermon. And Elijah um, Mitchell. Yeah. So those two guys are, are guys that I'm going to be uh, looking at. Um, Sermon is – I still believe he's hurt. Like he was put on the IR, I think, was he not? Yeah, Sermon yeah. is still hurt. So guys like that, for me, are a, a great opportunity. And if you look at his at his metrics, um, uh, we got uh, Damian Harris, who's, uh, uh, you know, not a, not a horrible back for New England. Come on, player. Reset True. It, so. I've had Harris these pages is having him a great year, man, for New England. So he's not a he's so he he's not a bad comparison to, to look at. His numbers don't jump off the uh the 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 table at you, you know, like they, they don't leap off the table at you. Um but I, I like the other guy, Elijah Mitchell, too, who's actually seemed he's got a little bit more work this year. And he's, he's so fast, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So you got your like your thunder and lightning kind of combo where Sermon's more of a um a workhorse. Uh, kind of back, you know, first, second down, kind of back where where Elijah Mitchell is more of a, 
a speedier outside the tackles kind of guy, right? So you like to see those good combinations. Um, sometimes it doesn't work out because they split a lot of carries, so it's hard to um, to figure out what you know. For from a fantasy perspective, teams that split carries with running backs are hard to decide which one to pick. <clears throat> but with these guys and with the card market, I think I, these guys have enough talent to have one of those big breakouts. Um, you know, where it was one guy, one game. If when you have that, we can run it down your throat or we can run it outside you options. That gives the, the, the offensive coordinators a lot of options during a game. And either of these guys could be uh, you know, a candidate for a breakout game, which we've seen have drive the drive prices of, of players. So the, yes, the one sir. other yeah, guy... They, that, get, they get a, a plus 10 bonus for being a 2021 <laughs> rookie right off the bat, you know? Yeah. So San Francisco's another, got a big, rabid fan base. Their playoff contention team. Kyle Shanahan is insistent on establishing the run with a, a, a top 10 offensive line, and he's a good coach. So I love it all around. So, and then one more guy that we kind of, you kind of talked with uh, Steve a little bit about him, and I mentioned him in your, your live stream on uh, the other night there, uh, was uh, Brandon Ayuk. And I know a lot of people mm. are, are down on him. And um, that, see, to me, that that's a buying signal. If I believe in the athlete, if I believe in the player and people aren't believing in him, that to me, that's a buy signal because if I believe in him, I know he's going to, he's going to get better. And you can see as the season went on, Brandon, Ayuk is, he's picking up his, he's getting more targets. He's getting more activity. You know, he's, he's getting involved more. He's maybe something was going through his head in the beginning of the year. Maybe he, you know, I don't, you, you don't know. Because there's so many of things could could affect a player that we don't even see. You know, he could be on the field and not physically injured, but still, you know, something's going on with his game. He's got trouble at home. He's got, you know, his business manager just ripped him off for five million dollars. We don't know, right? There's there's lots of stuff that could cause a player to slump. Could be in the doghouse with the coach. He could be a, you know, you know, maybe he's, you know, things like that. You know, I think that's what um, it was at the beginning of the season. But I still, I, I still like Brandon. Like I'm still buying Brandon Ike, and I still think he's at a very good price. And I think with the attention of having Trey Lance start next year, it's going to bring more attention to them. And I think when they have success, I, I, I think, I think uh, Ike will be a good guy to, to have in your, in your uh, uh, inventory to get rid of the at the right time, kind of thing. Um, so the, the second team that I looked at just to kind of speed things along here so we don't uh, rule on two hours because I could talk forever, as we all know. <laughs> uh, so the other team he had me look at was the Colts. Okay. So the Colts are in kind of a total different situation um, as the 49ers capsize. They, they, still have, they still have only 34 players under contract. But right now they have fifty-seven million dollars to play around with. So um, we look over at the free agents that they're going to lose in the skill positions again. I anticipate Carson Wentz again will be the quarterback. Um, and you notice, um, like, I'm probably not going to talk about Jonathan Taylor with the Indianapolis Colts. And the reason <laughs> being is because everybody knows he's good. Right. I'm looking for guys that are going to get increased opportunities that are under the radar. 
right? Of course, if I get a chance to buy a Jonathan Taylor card that's that's undervalued, I'm going to buy it. Just the problem is you're not going to find that that often. You know, you're going to have to get the mislabeled ones. You're going to have to get the ones that are, you know, Tuesday night at 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern time or, so, you know, crazy. Cra some, uh, some auction abnormality is probably where you're going to get under the market Jonathan Taylor cards right now, right? It's just, you know, so that to me, is is a is a sell when everybody's talking about them that's a sell like that's get rid of everything that i got for them right i don't want to be buying because if everybody's trying to buy them the prices go high right so if we look at basically they're gonna lose most of their receiving core um they still have uh, uh a few players on there but the, the guy left over is one guy that i'm going to talk about and that's uh michael Pittman. Now he is in that kind of flux area where he's there. I believe he's their number one receiver. He's, he's their ex receiver, but he's still not getting the attention because Jonathan Taylor is drawing all the attention eyes his way. Right. He's having a, a good year. He's having a, I wouldn't say a great year, but he's having a very good year. Um, and I just think, that next year they're going to completely like, I don't think like they, I think they brought T Y Hilton back just for familiarity. Like um, he's, he's, he's playing okay, but I don't think he's going to be the guy that they want to build their, you know, a guy that they want to stick on the, uh, the next side of uh, other side. Of oh Pittman no. Yeah. I think T Y it, he's, so, he's getting really old. I think he's just there kind of as that security blanket, that yeah, veteran yeah. leader. Yeah, I I think they maybe could take a run with some with some salary cap. Maybe take a run at like um, uh, Allen Robinson, maybe um, Chris Godwin, maybe um, depending if he if if it'd be tough for Tampa Bay to let him go. But we've already looked at their salary cap situation, and they're going to be up against it a little bit next year. So they're going to have to make some decisions. But um, you know, I, I think Indy will bring in a, a wide receiver or maybe draft a high wide receiver. Um, depend, I haven't looked at their other needs like defensive line and, and, you know, defensive needs and things like that. So they may, they may, but I believe there's somehow they're going to bring in another receiver, but I still think Pittman is a good option now because, and I think if you can get him now, you, he would be even maybe a good flip for the playoffs because I think, because of how well Jonathan Taylor, they're going to do very well in the playoffs because run games travel well. Run game, all you know, no matter what the conditions are, run games, you know, you got a good run game, you're 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 set, you know, kind of. Yeah, thing. but the best set, but. the best coaches and the best defenses are going to be in the playoffs, and they're gonna they're gonna stop that run game, and that's when Carson Wentz is going to be forced to go to the air. To either that or they're going to go point for point with Indianapolis, and Carson Wentz is going to have to go to the air. And Michael Pittman is—he's the alpha. He is the alpha. Yeah. And I think like um, he's a—he's a big guy. Like look, you look at his—is—is—he's six four, two twenty three. So he's a pretty pretty solid guy. So if yeah. they're they get a compliment speedster on the outside, that's only I think that's only going to draw attention away from from Pittman. If they if they got a guy that's that's gonna hurt you know a, a skilled guy in the outside like Allen Robinson or, or Godwin kind of thing, but anyway, long story short, is is Pittman's another guy that I'm that I'm I'm looking into, 
And he actually um, was one of my really good uh, star stock. I, I was able to score a star stock B uh, press proof blue uh, Pittman for 50 cents. I think that was a, that was a fantastic deal that came through for me. So now the other guy that I want to look at is on Indianapolis next year or this year, but I don't believe he will be on next year. And most of us believe that he wasn't going to be on the team this year. And that would be Marlon Mack. Ah, right. He's uh, um, played very sparingly this year. Um, I don't know if, it was injury. I haven't gone back to look at all the game logs, but I don't know if it was injuries. No injuries. No injuries yeah, this year for Marlon Mack. Yeah. So he's just not playing. But if you look at his numbers and his athletics, he's a he's a good back. Like he's gonna. Yeah. I I anticipate like I he he could be a starter for somebody next year. Like I, there's no doubt that he could be a, like just even the athletic comparison. And I love looking at this guy's at this guy's uh, picture. Everybody else has got a smile on their face and and everything, and they look at Marshawn Lynch. Looks like he's going to be about to kill somebody, <laughs> right? But that's his, that's that's his comparable. His comparable is Marshawn Lynch, Marlon Mack. So, um, his his uh, looking here. Uh, his his college stuff is not not again not going to blow you off the chart, but from what I've seen on the NFL field. He can be a quality back. He will be a quality back. He just needs the touches. He needs to, he needs to not be behind Jonathan Taylor, right? Because yeah. that that doesn't knock that, that. Like maybe some people will think that he's not a good back because he's not playing. Well, he's just behind Jonathan Taylor. You know what I mean? And he's the same type of back as Jonathan Taylor, right? They're they're similar styled backs, right? Where Naeem Hines is more of a different, gives them a different flavor. Which is why I think Naeem Hines plays a little bit more because he's, you know, he's different, right? He's a third down backer, he's, he's faster, he's, you know, he's more of an outside guy than up to, you know. But I, I mean, I think Jonathan Taylor pretty much does it all. Like he, he's not going to be that saddled guy that's only a two down back. He's going to be a three down back as much as he can. But if he's going to eat a majority of the snaps, the person that you want him on the field when he's not is somebody different because then that gives you allows you to be more creative with your offense. So, so Marlon Mack is a guy that I have been looking at and his, his cards are still like ridiculously dirt cheap. Um, and somebody that I think will go to a new team next year and have success. And we've seen that um, uh, push cards when people have like his cards are at rock bottom. So, I mean, the guy goes in and rushes for 700 yards and he's, you know, that's a good season for him because he's done nothing because he's not played very much. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that, that's another guy that I'm, that I'm looking at from Indianapolis. But if you look at, if we go back to there, oh, got too many tabs open here. Hopefully going to rectify that. <laughs> But if you look at some of the available, like there's quite a lot of good receivers available next year. Now, a chunk of these are going to be eaten up, like, you know, but even if they got like a guy like Juju come in um, in Indianapolis, opposite of Pittman, you got, you know, you got a speed, you got a, you got a possession kind of guy on the outside. You know, that's kind of, you know, that gives you the best of both worlds kind of thing. So, 
But so Marlon awesome, Mack, man. Marlon Mack, and Michael Pittman would be the two guys from Indy that that I'm looking at for next year. And Pittman is already kind of on that. You know, people are already starting to kind of know about him a little bit. But I think maybe and he may be a guy that by the time the playoffs are over will be a guy that's kind of out of this category where, you know, he's well-known and, you know, the only time you're going to find a deal is when somebody doesn't know what they're doing or, you know, lists it wrong or, you know, things like that, right? Yeah, I've lost a couple auctions um, on Michael Pittman Jr. in the last couple weeks, and I was, like, kind of surprised at the competition I was getting in those auctions, but not surprised because he is a baller. And uh, he's got he's, a lot he's a going good player. for him. Yeah. But he's, but he's not seeing that big spike because he's not having that oh-my-God year, and he's got a guy that's having an oh-my-God year playing on his team. Right? No, like, but his, 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 yeah, his cards that are more scarce and like the rookie ticket autos and stuff, those mm. are now you know getting up there. Like the cheapest one I yeah. can find while we're talking is like $50. Um, yeah. even Marlon Mack, the cheapest one I could find was like 20 bucks. And I know that there's, there has been a lot of stuff that I gotten pretty cheap for Marlon Mack, but I'm, I'm impressed mm -hmm. that there's actually a little bit of demand for him even right now. Uh, well, I mean, that, that's the thing too. Like, uh, you know, people, are, people are going to start to pay it. as, as we keep going, we're going to start losing people in the hobby that were only in it for the money. Like you said, you know, the people that don't know the, the sports don't know the players, you know, that rely on um, to see some, who am I going to, I don't know who I'm going to pick next until I see the highlights or, you know, things like that. Those mm -hmm. type of people are, are going to be because they're not going to have success, right? Cause they're not going to, they're, you know, like we've talked about this before. It's, it's, it's one thing to know, what a card sold for and what it's selling for now, but you gotta, you gotta have confidence. You gotta know if it's going to go back up and in order to know if it's going to go back up, you've got to know the team. You got to know the player. You got to know the sport. You got to understand it, you know, and that that's just from my eyes. Like I can't, and that's why I don't, and every foray into every other sport that I don't really know a lot about, it's been horrible for me because I'm trying to pick players that other people are suggesting that I pick and it goes horrible. You know, that's, that's you know, it. That's, brother. You know, I don't know basketball. I don't, you know, I live in Canada, but I don't know hockey. So, you know, I know like Wayne Gretzky and I, or I'll move back to my. Uh... And that's why we're so good at what we do here, Sean, because we focus on one sport. There's already enough variables between the different platforms mm -hmm. we talked about tonight, all the different, you know, 500 to 1,000. You know, there's so many different uh, potential active starting players on a weekly basis that the, the, the focus on one sport is critical, in my opinion. And that um, when we do that, it improves the quality of content that we're able to provide. And so that's our goal in 2022 is to continue providing you guys with better and better quality of content on a weekly basis. And Sean, you've almost got the uh, the Quest Shark app ready to go, man. Oh, I am I'm excited about it. Me, me too. Me too. I'm absolutely excited. We got to just have one little powwow. Uh, before we uh, get some people testing it, I got to do a little bit of uh, network stress testing 
um, with the uh, card scrapers, um, or the price scrapers from Com C and Starstock. Um, I plan on running them once an hour uh, for 24 hours a day. Um, I just want to make sure that uh, Starstock and Com C don't block me or something like that because of so many hits. I've run them quite a bit, but I haven't run it to the full extent of um, what I plan on it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that this week, and I have about a hundred or so players to finish grabbing their pictures uh, to load up. But uh, it's going it's going great, man. I'm super happy with it. Um, I I can now move on to stuff that um, I've started to think about that we've talked about. Um, you know, I want to clean up the code a little bit to uh, make it more efficient for everybody when we're retrieving prices and we're re retrieving stats and things like that um yeah but it, it's we're we're on the the 10 yard line we're we're getting close to the goal line getting it uh, out and then i mean i'm so excited about the future because we've we've talked about stuff that we want to add and stuff that we want to incorporate you know like doing a in-season mode and an off-season mode because there's going to be different criteria that we're looking at and different scenarios you know like we can we can build something in so that when a tier we can tell you what kind of value that adds to the team and and how much that will maybe uh bump up the expectations of the team mm. and you know stuff like that you know and when they lose a player how much that downgrades the team you know think like there's just so much information out there that we can add and so useful to us all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking to maybe uh, incorporate, we've talked about doing like depth, some sort of depth chart mm. um, indicators on there, you know, um, showing what uh, what the depth uh, of that player, particular for their team, um, you know, and just the, you know, the different stuff to be able to compare the different platforms, um, single like a single set across different platforms uh, a single player across different platforms um a single uh, uh multiple sets over multiple platforms i think it's going right. to be uh pretty epic i'm i'm super super stoked and um we'll probably start looking in the next uh, couple of weeks for you know a couple of guys to uh take a drive on it and see how it works and um i'm really um, keen to see because it's a it's all internet based so i, I want to get um some people with some heavy internet traffic going up because i mean 24 hours a day almost like internet's pumping in and out of my house right so um i got some lag on uh pulling some of the stats and it could be you know a combination of my internet uh, being low bandwidth or being throttled um plus we're running on google servers so uh, you know, sometimes they may have, uh, you know, so I want to, I want to test all that stuff out and I think I can, um, switch up the code a little bit to make it more efficient for sure. So, um, cause I, you know, as I said, and before, like I'm learning this language as I go, I program for a living, but I'm learning this language as I program this. So, um, you know, I, at some points I got, I got things to work and then I just left them. I didn't make them more efficient. I didn't make them better. They just worked and it worked <laughs> as it, as it went, you know? Now that I've got a full working version that we can, that people can use, I can now go back and look at, you know, fixing some of the stuff that um, make it easier for us to add new players in the future, new sets, new links, new cards, new everything, you know, and the sky's going to be the limit for this. And then 
I'm super excited with what you you brought out this week in that hype index because that's going to work beautifully with the tool hand in hand. Um, you know, you could do your sure. weekly breakdown with that hype index and, you know, then you've got all the access to all the cards that we're talking about and your you know the players that you're talking about right in the tool, you know. And uh, we can even start, you know, thinking about maybe adding that into, uh, you know, you after after the fact, after it's broadcasted, we can add it into the tool later on, kind of, you know, whatever the case may be. But, I mean, we've got a laundry list of stuff probably <laughs> to, to, that we want to add in and tweak. And, you know, as we get access to more information, uh, you know, now we're getting more into um, access to PFF. Um, we can start leveraging a lot of their data and things like that. I've already uh, uh, built a tool now to pull all um, the information from PFF into the tool so we can now leverage that data to give uh, make basically the more information you have in front of you to make a decision, the better decisions you're going to make. That's just the bottom line with anything, anything you do. The more information you have, the better decision you can make. And that's where our goal is to get you all that proper information, right? It's not just to have 500 data points of information on each player. What do you do with that data? What's the valid data? What's good? What's bad? What doesn't matter? What's important? You know, that's, that's the stuff, right? So we want to give you the quality data, but on top of that, the knowledge on how to use that data properly, right? That's, that's the key too. Right. You can oh. have all this inf information in front of you, but if you don't know how to use it, and that's where the the live the you know your the, the content comes in the the chats that we have the the breakdowns that you do every week you know that's where you learn. Okay, well this stat kind of can you know correlates to this. You know, and if you don't watch the content and you you don't watch the videos and you don't you know interact with us, then you don't know that that's just a stat that's just a number on a piece of paper unless you know how that correlates to other players other um to rookie cards to you know you know how it all works together you're not going to get the, the big picture and it's you know <clears throat> that's it man so we'll be back here in just a few days to crack another one of these cans open of comp kings this was a blast, Sean. Good, good Absolutely. show tonight, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys fun, next man. time. Right, take care, everybody. Stay safe. Peace.